Hey pod fam, it's Laura. And my name's Rachel. And welcome to the Tea with Laura and Rachel, hosted by two lifelong friends whose goal is to cultivate a community of like-minded women who love to grow in all aspects of life. On this podcast, we're going to be covering everything from health and fitness to spirituality and relationships. Join us on our journey to living a more meaningful and inspired life. Welcome to episode number one. Woo! What are you drinking today, Laura? Today, I am drinking my favorite nighttime tea, Lala Lavender. It's a white tea, the very strong lavender. That sounds amazing. It's delicious. What are you drinking? I have a tried and true peppermint tea. Oh, peppermint tea. You know what? There is nothing better than peppermint tea. There's really not. You know, it puts you right to sleep, but you can also drink it during the day and it's energizing. Well, and it fixes everything. Like anytime I got a stomachache, peppermint tea. Exactly. Alrighty. So how, I guess we can just jump into how we know each other. Yeah, I guess that would be a good idea. Yeah. So we have known each other since I was five. Oh God, probably like earlier than that. Yeah, I think you were like nine or 10 when we met. Um, I think I was actually eight. Like, Like we're going back a long time now. We really are. Yeah, back in the 90s, good old days. Those were the good old days, back with the ponies and everything. Yes, and if you didn't know already, we are horse girls, so you know some of these podcasts are going to get a little wild because, you know, the equestrian lifestyle. um, It's really zero to 100 real quick, you know? Some days you're lazy, other days you wake up at 4.30 in the morning and you don't get back till 10. Exactly, and you know... Sleep is just something you do in your spare time. Exactly. Sleep is for the dead. (laughs) So anyway, I guess we met when we were, I guess, four and eight. Um, Life of the Ponies did all that. And, you know, I wouldn't say that we were like friends in the younger days because it was more like just the the barn fam kind of thing. Yeah. I think that especially at that age, the... The age gap between four to eight, it's a pretty big jump. That is. I know. It's so funny. Like, you know, as kids, age gaps are huge. And then as you're an adult, you're like, oh, you're like, whatever, kind of in the same generation as me. It's like more generational friends. We don't don't worry about years. (laughs) Eventually, the age gap gap feels like it closes around age 20. Yeah, I definitely say that because, in fact, that's kind of when you – came into the the pony club friend group when you were like 18 yeah and I think that the first two years were a bit of a uh learning curve for me (laughs) because I was going through things that you had already gone through but at about age 20 21 it was pretty good yeah we kind of balanced out figured each other out in our friendships and we've been kind of I don't know glued to the hip ever since I'd say Pretty much. I mean, we're starting a podcast together, so yeah. how much more glued to the hip could you get? All right. So that's how we know each other. What are we going to be talking about today? So today we are actually going to be doing a little bit of an intro to our dream trip. Now, this was a trip that we took back in 2019, but I think you'd agree when I say this, that this trip was actually manifested in the fall of 2017? Yes. 
I would definitely agree. We didn't make the decision to go yet, but we were, the seed was planted, shall we say. Definitely. And so the trip we are talking about is a uh, five and a half, six week trip that we did to Thailand, Australia, and New Zealand. I can definitely say it changed my life. Um, and I'm pretty sure it changed yours too. It definitely did. I did not come back the same person as I was when I left. So yeah, no, the things we learned on that trip were uh, just at like the surface level. It was at a spiritual level. It just, it hit every level. It really did. And I also think too that I owe that trip a lot for the friendship that we now have. Absolutely. Because like we said, you know, we'd been friends for for a long time, but that was really the turning point of when we connected on a deeper level and a deeper understanding of who we were as people and who we were trying to become. Mm-hmm. And I think too, it was when you basically spend every waking minute with somebody, you really start to learn like, how does this person communicate and how can I properly approach my relationship with them that I don't find that you get when it's just a casual friendship, you know? Absolutely. That was kind of like forced confinement, but in a good way because we were on beautiful beaches in beautiful places, meeting lots of cool people and doing some really amazing things. Yeah. And even watching some surfing movies in there. But you know what? That was exciting in itself. <laughs> Surf's up. That's great. It- <laughs> Chicken Joe. <laughs> all right oh no chicken joe <laughs> well before we before we get into it i just want to add a little disclaimer that with the current state of the world we are in no way recommending that anyone travels right now for your own health and safety but also the health and safety of others but with how far out we planned our trip we do think that giving yourself a year or two even longer than a year like year and a half to two years it really just formulates a incredible experience that you wouldn't get if it was you just planned a month out. And I also think too that right now we're all kind of looking for something to look forward to. So maybe planning your big trip is that idea for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, a lot of people they can just plan a one-off trip and you know good for them. I'm really glad the approach that we took, uh, you know, like we said before, the seed was planted in 2017 uh, from a friend of ours moving to Australia. Um, but it was really, I'd say January of 2018 that we were like, okay, we are going to do this. And that's kind of when we started the planning, you know, and it, it was more than just where were we going to go? It was, um, you know, how are we going to save? Uh, what places are going to mean the most to us? What do we want to do when we get there? And um, yeah, like it it really did take us a whole year to plan and build this dream trip. And, you know, I know I wouldn't change anything for it. I'm so glad everything that we did. Exactly. And I think too, it was, I still remember the day that we decided we were going to go. We were in a Tim Hortons in our riding boots. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a good day. And... Yeah, I just think that it was, it really, by taking the time to figure out what was the most important to us, it it really helped make it an experience of a lifetime. 
Absolutely. And I remember in that Tim Hortons, uh, you were like, okay, let's book the ticket, leave um, next year and we're going to leave for like three months. And I was just like, we're going to yes. leave. <laughs> you know, I took a little bit more convincing on that, uh, on that long trip. <laughs> I remember that it was we probably spent about two hours in there and I was like trying to position it from one direction to the next, like, which way can I get in there to convince her this is a good idea? <laughs> and like, kind of, it's important to state the the life that we were in at the time. So uh, you were still in your uh, third or fourth year. You were going, you know, you were in your fourth year at the time. And then I was... Um, about a year and a half post grad. So I was working and the mm -hmm. thought of like, oh my God, you want me to take how long off work and, and travel? Like, are you crazy? Um, so yeah, like from my point of view, I was just like, this is a big leap and I don't know like what's work going to think. Um, so yeah, it definitely took me a little bit longer to come around, but once I did and we did that trip, I was just like, okay, let's do it again. Like, you know, yeah. work can wait. Um, you're like, oh. Yeah. My my point of view at the time was I was still a happy-go-lucky college girl. Yeah, you didn't have responsibilities so, yet. <laughs> I had no responsibilities. Just I was like, mm, we could leave in June, you know? I know. And I'm just like, um, <laughs> I have bills to pay. You were like, uh, absolutely not. Maybe we need a bit more time to plan. But, mm -hmm. I mean, look at us now. Now we basically plan all of our trips two years in advance. Yeah. yeah. And we've got a few, I think, further out than that. Yes, we do. But uh, <laughs> we're just waiting for the world to open up again. One day we will ride horses in the desert. Absolutely. Oh, safari on horseback. I'm down. I'm so down. But mm -hmm. let's get on track because... What we're going to be doing with a lot of our podcast episodes is we're going to be touching on, let's just say that we have a slew of different topics that we want to make episodes about. So this is going to be one episode in our travel series. And today we're going to be focusing on our philosophy when we planned this trip, because what actually wound up happening is we only went for five weeks as opposed to the original three months. So what we wanted to talk about today is why we chose to do that versus the traditional, you know, when people graduate from school, usually they go for three to four months. Yeah, no, and that's that's so true. And I feel like our two um, not quite polarizing opinions on how long the trip should be, uh, I don't want to say that's the right word, but definitely our uh, different uh, viewpoints on how long we should go definitely played a factor in um, – kind of making a, a really great trip because you were the one who was ready to go for months on end where mm -hmm. I was just like okay I, I guess I could go for two weeks <laughs> you know yeah um, you you were like maybe just Thailand yeah I know I was just like why don't we just do one country and uh you know then we'll then we'll go back and do another one but <laughs> <laughs> but I think we landed on a good happy medium with five weeks there. Yeah, we really did. And how our trip was broken out. So we had the three countries and we essentially did two weeks in each country. Now, of course, um, all the countries are quite large and for budget purposes and time, you know, we didn't get to see everything. 
but I I was pretty happy with what we saw. You know, we really did research each place and kind of got a little taste of each area. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think too, and this is going to go into one of our top reasons about why we chose to travel the way that we did, was that the amount of money that we saved up got us so much further in Mm -hmm. those areas versus where it would have gotten us if we had done four months. Yeah. Like I know after um, five, six weeks, you know, our budgets were were getting pretty thin. Um, (laughs) Our standard of living was, you know, on a on a downward trend. And we didn't quite have to call home for money. But, you know, I think if we had stayed any longer than six weeks, we might have been making the phone call. (laughs) Yes. When we were in New Zealand, actually, we wanted to have a nice fancy dinner before we left to go back home. And we found that to about maybe 50% of the way through New Zealand, we said to each other, maybe we should just stop doing big fun experiences so that we can actually have this dinner. <laughs> yep. And we, you know, we did have the dinner, um, took a lot of pizza leading up to that dinner. Um, it did. You know, there's there's a lot of dominoes in uh, in New Zealand, and it's it's all ten dollars. So that was kind of how we fed ourselves for the end of the trip until we could have those beautiful um, New Zealand steaks with New Zealand wine on the ocean. Yes, we did. So yeah, that is I guess reason number one why we chose our philosophy for traveling. And just to reiterate, it was just the money that we got to save up in the time between, well, Laura was working, but for me, the time between graduation to when we left, it got us way further over four weeks than we would have over three months. And by traveling the way that we did, we got to see three countries as opposed to just one. And not just three countries, but, you know, there were big long haul flights with each of them. Mm -hmm. And we also got to live a pretty comfortable lifestyle when we were away. So we, especially in Thailand, we definitely ate out for every meal. And then our hostels were gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then we even had the, you know, Airbnb on uh, the ocean, the Indian Ocean down in Koh Lanta. That could not be beat. But kind of, yeah, going back to your point on the money, um, you know, there's the experiences we all want to have, but one of those fixed costs is sleeping. Um, and you can't factor that one out. You really have to get smart on where you're staying. And of course, you know, uh, two young women in their early 20s uh, traveling by themselves, we wanted to make sure we were staying in safe accommodations. So that was a big factor to making sure uh, we chose hostels that, um, you know, didn't look like uh holes in the walls because uh, yes. we definitely came across those ones but we were very fortunate that uh, all of our hostels had uh, fairly good security especially in Thailand mm-hmm. and um, yeah and then kind of one little trick that that we did with all the long-haul flights is we made sure we booked them as red eyes so that would take a few nights out of our uh, accommodation budget yeah definitely because when we were discussing this before we recorded the episode, we really figured it figured out that we spent probably four or five days on a plane. 
Yeah, well, I think um, if without having to look, I'm pretty sure we were on fl- 12 flights in total. Um, and a lot of those were uh, minimum 10 hours yep. to 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 fly. So that became kind of our, our bedroom in the sky, so to say. It really did. And I remember, I recall in Australia that by uh, airplane number nine, mm-hmm. the security guards tried to mess with us a little bit at the security gate. And we just blankly looked at them and said, we've been on nine different flights. Listen, buddy. <laughs> We've been this on- is flight number nine. Like we we aren't messing around. Just put us on the plane. Here's our bag, okay? And he just was like, "Okay, you guys can go." Yeah. yeah. He just said that you get a lot of people coming through here. You got to have fun sometimes. <laughs> he was a good guy. He just he just picked the wrong time and the wrong two girls to to play a prank on at, at an airport. He really did. <laughs> Especially after we just flew from Bangkok to Hong Kong and then to uh, Cairns. Yeah, definitely. But into point number two of our travel philosophy on the topic of money as well is that we could find we found that with focusing on key areas that we really wanted to see this time around, we got to invest in numerous really incredible experiences that we otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Absolutely. Um, the things that we saw in every country uh, was incredible. And this is one thing that we definitely noticed when uh, we were traveling and you, you know, you meet so many interesting people around the world. And a lot of them had been in uh, Thailand, especially on very long trips. You know, they were there for three months, six months, up to a year, two years. And you know, of course, you sit down at, at dinner and you start talking about what you've seen and what you've done. And really, in our two weeks that we were in Thailand, we had packed more into that time frame than some of these people mm-hmm. had packed into six months. So, you know, I know it's kind of glorified that people want to take the the big long trips and stuff like that. But, you know, the money and just your interest in a different place it it's finite. So you want to kind of keep it exciting a little bit and just um, have a little bit of uh, kind of thrill to go see all these different things. And then it's not like you're uh, keep pushing it off and you're like, oh, well, you know, we've got two months to do this, so we'll do it then. But then, you know, sometimes you run out of money or you run out of time and you just never do it. So I'm really glad that we only went for that that short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I, if I remember correctly, we each selected our kind of top experience that we each wanted to have in each country that we went to, and we booked those ahead of time just so that we had a bit of structure. Yeah, and I think uh, going back to the budget, that also helped because a few of those things we were able to pay up front for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like we were trying to drop all this money at once. Uh, we had some experiences that I think we paid for back in August and, and we didn't go on our trip until January of 2019. Yeah. I, if I recall, honestly, we only for out of our big, big experiences that we had, we only paid for two when we were on the trip itself. I think so. Yeah. I remember one of, I remember one of them was the dolphins. 
Yeah, that was a last minute thing in New Zealand to go swim with dolphins. And we did that, not swim with them. <laughs> well, we swam with a seal. We did. We yeah. Did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we definitely saw lots of dolphins on our trip. But uh, because it was um, uh, calving season, dolphins are calves, right? I think so. Okay. Well, ba- it was baby dolphin season. Okay. And uh, New Zealand law is that you cannot swim with the pods if there are babies. Um, so that was, uh, kind of a, 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 a good thing because it was really cute that you got to see all these little baby dolphins mm-hmm. and then kind of a bad thing because we did want to get in the water with them, but you know, you got to respect that. Exactly. And we did get to go in with something cool anyway with that little sea lion. Yes. That but was fun. With the few minutes that we were in the water with the sea lion, I feel like I would have been okay having not swam with the dolphins because it was really deep and oh my really God. scary. <laughs> that was, so, so, you know, on our trip, you know, we were in um, Thailand in the Indian Ocean, beautiful, clear water. You just float there. It's like a bathtub. And then in Australia at uh, the Great Barrier Reef, it's, you know, clear as day and um, also very warm. But then you get mm-hmm. to New Zealand and it's it's cold water and very dark and very blue and, you know, you can't see anything. It was like literally swimming in the blue abyss. Yeah. You don't know what's what's down there. Yeah. Like and... I, I think they might have filmed Jaws in that in that body of water. It was it was pretty dark. It was pretty scary. And, you know, I'm glad that when we went surfing, we didn't really think about what was underneath us. No, we were also in a lot shallower water, not in a giant bay. I know, but they had the riptides. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a story for another day. We're gonna we'll do another episode on all of our crazy adventures on this trip because they are <laughs> they're no, pretty we great. We can't spoil them. But I guess No, we can't spoil them. So okay. Getting back on track here. Um so yeah, we, you know, really encourage uh, keeping that uh, time frame tight and really investing into the research of your mm-hmm. experiences. Um, that way you can really narrow down uh, what you want to do when you're there. And uh, we don't want it to come off where we had every minute of our trip scheduled and planned. We just made sure that those really important things that we wanted to see and do were scheduled in there. And then we left time to um, pick up uh, different adventures that we would learn from from other people or once we got into the country. Um, I know in Thailand, one of them was uh, the cooking class. That Mm -hmm. was a fantastic experience that will stick with me forever. Um, And that was definitely not something that was that was planned. No, it wasn't. And that really nicely ties into point number three and our final point of this episode is that with having the shorter time frame it really keeps the trip novel and exciting because part of our philosophy when we were leaving was that we didn't want to travel just to experience our own life in another country absolutely we wanted to travel because we wanted to experience the cultures of where we were visiting And we also wanted to keep a sense of wonder and adventure in everything that we did as opposed to just, hmm, trying to think of a good example here. You know, we didn't want to just go to 
Australia per se to do the work study and have to worry about where am I living, where like what's my budget, et cetera, et cetera. We really wanted to just go and see the absolute best of the best for us. Absolutely. And, you know, um, this kind of ties into picking a good travel buddy. We're fortunate that we like a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Although we were, we also weren't afraid to um, have our own experiences outside of each other. Uh, definitely in New Zealand, we were pretty comfortable yeah. by then kind of being able to uh, explore different parts on our own. I know um, one big thing was going to Hobbiton for you. I loved it. Yeah. And for me, that just wasn't, it wasn't big on my, on my bucket list in, in New Zealand. I wanted to kind of explore something else. So I kind of went on a hike in the uh, Redwood Forest instead. Mm-hmm. And I think individually, we both had a great day. And then we came back to to dinner with new experiences to share with each other. We did. We did also have a bit of separation anxiety. It was a little weird. Okay. (laughs) If you have been traveling with one person for like, I think that was near the end of the trip. So it was like five weeks at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Thailand, I don't think we left each other's side at all. We did not. Even in Australia, I don't think we we still hadn't left each other's side. And then for the first time to leave each other's no, side no. in Australia. No, no. Australia was very concise and to the point in what we were doing. Yes. And then by New Zealand, we were very like relaxed. We're like, okay, we're going to try it. And like, I don't know, what were we? Like four hours away from each other. Yep. And we're like, oh my God, like, where's my friend? Where's, <laughs> it's like the buddy system, you know? This is the furthest we've been away from each other in four weeks. Yes. <laughs> And then even when we came home, we kind of struggled with that. We were like, we had to call each other each day just to check in because we became so ingrained in each other's lives. We did. And I remember because I went on a solo trip a couple of weeks after we got back and I called you from the airport saying that it felt so strange being in that kind of environment without you. I was like, how do you do this alone? I know, like we just got kind of dependent on each other, and but more not dependent. We just got so used to um, living with each other that mm-hmm. it was just kind of natural. We're like, okay, you're here, I'm here, and here's here we go. It was basically like the best roommate situation ever. Yeah, no, and uh, you know that could have gone many different ways. I think depending on who you are, we got lucky, um, but we did we did have our time that. We needed to self-reflect for a little bit, let's say. Yes. <laughs> but we'll save that for another episode. Yes. And um, do you have anything more to say on our philosophy of travel or any uh, quick tips? Just on, just to round out the last point that I wanted to touch on is that in doing it this way, it really brings a practicality to travel. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to try to figure out a way to take three weeks off of like just take three months off of work right or you don't need to worry about what happens if I run out of money Mm -hmm. when I'm there for five months because you've already budgeted it out and you don't really need to worry about how do you still have a fulfilling life out there because traveling can get really lonely 
And when you're only away from your family and friends for five weeks, it's sometimes you do get a bit homesick, but it's not as bad. Where I find that the longer trips leave a lot of room to feel alone. Absolutely, especially if you are doing a solo trip. And uh, just adding on to your points there, um, you know, even some of your, if your friends are going on those long trips, don't feel like you need to do that too. You know, we're all on our own journey and everything is going to mean a little bit different to each one of us. So, you know, if you only want to go someplace for a week or two weeks, that's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, just do what feels right to you. This is your money. It's your life. And just build the dream trip that you see for yourself. Exactly. And I think that is a perfect note to close on. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for episode one. We are excited to come back with another little tidbit of one of our series. I'm not going to release what that is yet. We're going to keep it a little bit of surprise. Mm-hmm. But until next time, always remember live like tea. Live like tea.